it's Andrew Wilkow. Here's my opening monologue from today's Wilkow Majority on Sirius XM Patriot. Ron DeSantis is going to make his announcement. Now, I sincerely hope there's something bigger than just a Twitter space with Elon Musk, which I don't even know how it works. Is it, is there, because from what I'm reading, there's not going to be any real video to it. Maybe there will be. Now, I understand that what DeSantis is trying to do is make himself, in some ways, the alternative to Trump. Or, as it's been said by many, he's everything you like about Trump and nothing you don't. But you would think, if he's entering the race, trying to knock down a peg, the man who could fill stadiums, like this. Donald Trump can fill a stadium pretty much whenever he wants, wherever he wants. Oh, did you see that one in Iowa? Yeah, if you take pictures six hours before, that is something the media's been doing to Trump for years, and I don't get it, because they must they must think we don't understand how this, this interweb thing works. Yeah, if you go to Trump's inauguration, 2016, 2017, excuse me, and you show up four hours before it begins, go look how thin of a crowd there was. Trump was lying about the size of the crowd. Yeah. If you go to the stadium six hours before Taylor Swift is is scheduled to appear, it's going to be an empty parking lot. Now you get there about an hour before, and it's going to be something different. Uh, Look at this crowd for Beyonce. There's nobody here. Well, the show's tomorrow, right? I mean, the media's been doing this to Trump the whole time, and we know that he fills up stadiums. We know it's a hot ticket, and rightly so. So if Ron DeSantis is planning on getting in, he's got to show that he's got that spark, that possess. I'm not telling you anything. This is uh, what I, you know, when I say perfectly executed political analysis, I'm talking about the, I don't think there's any nuance here. I mean, it's like Trump, Trump is at what, 53, DeSantis 26? DeSantis has a lot of ground to cover if he thinks he's going to best Trump, unless he's just hoping, unless his campaign is banking on that maybe he won't be able to continue the campaign because of investigations or he's going to be uh, he's going to be prosecuted or he might just say, ah, the hell with it. Now, one, there is one genius aspect of this. Trump, who basically blew up Twitter, used Twitter like no one had ever had used it before, is not on Twitter. Or at least he's not posting. So Ron DeSantis is going to one very specific and special place that Trump has said he does not want to go to because he wants to promote Truth Social. I think everybody expects that Trump is going to have commentary on whatever it is Ron DeSantis is doing. But if he's doing it on Twitter, is Trump coming back to Twitter? And if I were Elon Musk... I would be thinking Ron DeSantis is absolutely the perfect bait to get Trump back to Twitter. Wintick 695 Patriot 9572874. But I sincerely hope there is something more to Ron DeSantis' announcement than a a Twitter space and then maybe you know a small room packed with ardent supporters and a balloon drop and you know 
patriotic music playing in the background. You're you're going to have to come up with something bigger and bolder and more attention getting if you think this is not you you have to know something here. If you're if you're looking for me, you know this about me. I am not going to I am not getting involved in never Trump never DeSantis. You want four more years of Biden, you go right ahead. And I will be honest with you. I'm a little sick of the disingenuousness of some people who are actually trying to out Trump. Trump Trump is the candidate. I get it. Candidates sling mud at one another. But to to for these people that are basically treating Ron DeSantis like he's some Marxist leftist because they just think by pledging their eternal loyalty to Donald Trump, that's going to get them into Mar-a-Lago heaven or something. I got to be honest with you. These people are not in it because they actually believe in conservative principles. They don't. They don't. True conservatives want a loud, yes, boisterous, yes, primary, and then the best candidate to defeat Joe Biden. Be that Trump, be that DeSantis. And you can make the argument Trump was robbed. He was robbed blind by the courts that changed election law. Now, see, if you remember correctly, I didn't talk about Dominion voting. As I said, I can't win that argument 10 times out of 10. I can win the Article 2 violation argument every time I make it. So if you want to say Trump was robbed, he deserves a second term, pal, I agree with you. If you want to say, hey, you know what? It might be hard for Trump to climb back in. I loved him in his time. I'm looking at Ron DeSantis. I'll say, pal, that's great. I like both. I like them both. And it's hard. I mean, it's hard. But I'm not getting involved in the never Trump, never DeSantis. You guys want to do that? You're just going to get four more years of Biden. And out of that, there'll be people who don't give a damn that the country's under siege at the border, that the inflation's out of control, as long as they get their followers. Great, wonderful. I've never Biden. That's where I am. That's where this program's going to be. And for some people, that is insufficient to be never Biden, that I, I must, you know, I, I must tattoo Trump's name somewhere on my body and declare myself a monk. I will not be doing that. I will not be doing that for anyone. Donald Trump is a human being. Ron DeSantis is a human being. I'm not looking for a god or a king. I'm not looking for a savior. I'm looking for a president. One who will be effective, one who will win, one who will turn back the Democrat agenda. And to, to draw out from that, it is time. It is time to, it is, you know, I've said it before, I'll say it again. The best thing that can happen is to lose Mitch McConnell and pick up a seat somewhere else. Because if you want to know, if you want the honest truth, to be bluntly honest in a way that some of you might not like this, we could talk all damn day about the deep state. We could talk all damn day about the Democrats and their bogus impeachments and their bogus investigations. And I'm going to get into some of these revelations about the FBI in just a few minutes. Do you want to know what the biggest hindrance to Donald Trump's presidency was? If we're being honest, it wasn't the Democrats. It wasn't the media. It wasn't the deep state. It was Mitch McConnell and Paul Ryan. If you're being honest with yourself. They all campaigned. They all campaigned on cutting the spending and building and building the wall. They all did it. 
repealing Obamacare. They all did it, every single one of them. And as soon as they got the opportunity to actually do it, maybe they thought I could say whatever I need to say to get reelected and we're going to get Jeb Bush in there and he'll talk a good game and do the Republican talk with no walk. So we'll talk a good game. We'll get reelected. We'll get Jeb Bush in there. We'll pay back our, our loyal constituent groups and our donor class individuals and whatever. And we'll just be another milk toast Republican administration. Then they got Trump. And Trump said, you know what? I want to make good on these campaign promises. We have to cut the spending. We have to stand up to China. We have to secure the border. Maybe we could stop it with some of this neocon uh, military adventurism, interventionalism stuff. And as soon as Donald Trump got into office, Ryan and McConnell forgot all about cutting the spending, forgot all about, yes, tax cuts and jobs act. Great. It's one place I actually will say that I agreed with John McCain. John McCain said in 2004, you can't cut the taxes without cutting the spending. And he was right. The Tax Cut and Jobs Act was great. The problem was they didn't cut the spending. So when they say, well, the deficit went up after the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act, truth is Ryan and McConnell would not send a budget cut to Donald Trump's desk. And how many shutdowns did we have? Do I have to go through them? We needed to cut the spending. Didn't. Secure the border. Didn't. Did not have the full force of Congress backing the president to stand up to China. The biggest hindrance to what could have been an even better presidency for Donald Trump was Ryan and McConnell. The sellouts, the turncoats, the fakes, and the frauds are inside the tent. And do not kid yourself. And that's something that Ron DeSantis is going to have to be very well aware of. Now, I get it. Nobody can be pure. But if Ron DeSantis starts cozying up to every rhino hack just to get endorsements, that means he's going to have to pay those rhino hacks back in some way if he becomes president of the United States. There's a reason why Donald Trump became president because most Republican voters are sick and damned tired of the D.C. insider, rhino sellout, big government Republican class. I'm 100% right. Weintzik 695 Patriot. We are going to go to $33 trillion. And here's another thing. If we had to get right down to it, if we had to get right down to it, this Republican proposal in the end, when it goes through the full sausage press, when the sausage is finally made, it's not going to cut any spending. It's going to slow the growth. I will be shocked if they actually spend less money. Shocked. Why do you think it is? The first question, what's the first question? When I get a candidate on this program, the first, the only thing I really want them on record for is the spending. What's the first question I always ask? I, 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 I came up with this question 
and its nuances on purpose. Are you a vote to cut the spending? And when I say cut the spending, I don't mean the proposed spending. I mean the actual spending. What we're likely to end up with here is a cut to proposed spending. So if they say, well, the 2024 budget, 2023 budget, was going to be a 4% increase, but now it's going to be a 2% increase. Look, we cut the spending. No, you didn't. No, you could have proposed anything. Until the budget spends less money in actual dollars, the next year from the previous year, slowing the growth of spending is still spending increases. I'm just being honest with you. And you know I'm 100% right. This is why... This is why I asked that question first and why I want that on record. Because if you're old enough to remember 2011 and 2014 or 2015, you remember Republicans had the House of Representatives under Paul Ryan. What do you want us to do? We only have one house of one branch of the government. And we said, all right, we'll get you the Senate. And three years later, we got in the Senate. What do you want us to do? We only have Congress. You only have Congress? You only have Congress? Let me tell you something. Lauren Boebert and Marjorie Taylor Greene have more balls than any of those Republicans had back then. Which is none, physically speaking. We just have Congress. You just have Congress? What do you mean you just have Congress? If the Democrats had Congress, they would never say, oh, what do you want us to do with it? We just have Congress. And then we said, fine, we'll get you the White House and we'll get you somebody who will actually sign these bills that you say you want signed. 2016, got the White House. 2017, they forgot all about 2011. They forgot all about 2013, 2014, 2014, 2015. And they just said, no, we have to be practical. We have to be pragmatic. We have to be bipartisan. Whenever Democrat, whenever Republicans don't want to do something, they always say, wow, we have to be bipartisan. Wine six ninety five Patriot. We are right. They are wrong. That's the end of the story. So we got uh, some pretty unflattering audio of the Texas House Speaker, Dade Felon. Basically, uh, sounds like he had one too many shiners or lone stars before... Uh, Getting up to the mic. Representative Pramila Jayapal, the head of the Progressive Caucus, says a backlash in the streets is coming if they cut spending. Robert Reich and Jamie Raskin are on TV saying, oh, yeah, the president can use the 14th Amendment. Uh Uh-huh. And Hillary Clinton. If Donald Trump wins an election, that's the end of democracy. It is? We are right. They are wrong. That's the end of the story. The arguments on this radio program cannot be broken. Serious X and Patriot. You can join me live on the Wilcom Majority, Monday to Friday, noon to 3 East, 9 to noon West, on Serious X and Patriot, Channel 125.